Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Move Out Draw Fire. Today, I have with me two special guests, Trent and Justin, and I am Dustin. I have Trent here, who is an Army veteran of six years, and Justin, who is a Marine veteran of... I don't give a fuck. So, <laughs> we're... <laughs> He's a Marine. He doesn't count. Okay. So... We had to have a couple talking points that we wanted to go over, seeing that this is our first collaboration. Uh, we're going to talk about the differences in jobs that we've had, the uh, Marines versus the Army, and our main topic today of the veteran sleep patterns. Now, I don't know if you're aware, but if you know a veteran, they can probably sleep anywhere, including on a pile of jagged rocks. There's ways to attain that certain uh, level of heightened awareness of being able to fall asleep wherever you want. And we'll try to explain how we did it and where we did it. So I'm gonna let Trent talk for a minute, see, give a little background on his uh, life and what he's doing now. All right, I'm Trent and uh, I was a 15 Yankee in the army for six years. And now I live back in Michigan. Nobody knows what that is. The 15 Yankee? If they were in the military, they would know. Yeah, not everybody in the military listens to this, dumbass. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I worked on Apaches, did the armament, electrical, and avionic systems. There you go. There you go. 20 bucks says people still don't know what <clears> They that still is. don't. <laughs> What's a, an Apache? But, um, but yeah, I have been out since 2016. Uh, this is my second attempt at school and now trying to get a job. And Justin? Hello. Um, so I spent seven and a half years in the Marine Corps, um, and I was a motor team mechanic. I just worked on trucks, seven tons, Humvees, MATVs, MRAPs, six bys, four bys, you know, the whole rolling stock, trailers, everything, second echelon maintenance. Um, I also got out at the tail end of 2016, and I went to school in Pennsylvania for a while keep going with the whole mechanic thing and then I realized that that just wasn't for me so I when I was working at Toyota I left there pandemic started and I came back to school so so with that being said it is a little background that we all are in the same class together on Mondays and uh, we've been going to the mid-Michigan College for a few years now and we are all going basically for the same thing some kind of uh, drafting or welding or you know what have you so with that being said I'm going to set the microphone down and it might be you might not be able to hear people uh, because it is one microphone and a big room so we're going to try to talk loud so please enjoy all right so Trent said he was a uh, Apache mechanic Justin said he was a truck mechanic and I was not a mechanic I was uh, armament Armament? It's different. It's diff. No, it's yeah. not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. It is. Explain. So the mechanics were the Romeos. They were the ones that did the end. Well, the rotors um, did more of the fuselages and stuff like they that. Did the real man work? Yeah, yeah. We were we were the wire chasers. We chased wires. We loaded the missiles and uh, rockets and worked on the weapon systems. 
Okay, so with that being said, uh, he's a mechanic. And he's <laughs> not a mechanic. <laughs> so you're just a mechanic that worked with the munitions? Sure. Okay. And Justin was a truck mechanic, worked for Toyota afterwards. Um, I have blown up personally seven cars because I'm not a mechanic. <laughs> Um, all all level one operator maintenance kind of issues Uh, my Mazda 3 blew up because I never changed the oil in it Um, the Ford Focus went into uh, what I thought was a little puddle would turn out to be a lake and I sucked down (laughs) water into the intake the Ford Ranger the water pump blew out on me because I never uh, changed any of the fluids um, God, what was that? Oh, the Ford Taurus blew up because um, oil was leaking and uh, the head gasket blew up. Uh, nice one on that one. Uh, the, uh, what was it? The Pontiac Grand Am exploded because uh, some coolant issues that I should have paid attention to. The list goes on and on as far as vehicles that I've broken, but. Uh, what we're going to talk about moving on from mechanic stuff because uh, I believe both these gentlemen here are more mechanically inclined than I am. Actually, let me get this. Trent, what are your pronouns? I don't want to. I don't want to offend you on this. That, that offends me. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Trent and I have been in the army for. A uh, combined of eight, uh, 20 years or so and Justin is uh, well he's a crayon eater if anybody knows about the Marines there uh, I know a couple of their favorite color is green we were actually deployed together yes and stationed together you too but, no you oh, and not I. Me, not well, oh, oh, oh I was but like I'm talking about him but we didn't know each other <laughs> yes we were we, we were deployed together uh, Trent and I and we would never actually crossed paths until we got to college here in Michigan. Uh, I deployed with the 2nd Marine Division on my first tour, and they got really butt hurt when you didn't call them by their staff sergeant rank or any time that you even looked into their face. Well, that's because they're a staff sergeant. They're not a sergeant anymore. Right. A sergeant is an E5. We still call them And then it goes staff sergeant. And then it's a gunnery sergeant, but they just go by gunny. All right. Well, in the army, you you go from sergeant to sergeant to sergeant to sergeant. Yeah. That's and then the next sergeant you hear will be first sergeant or uh, sergeant major. Yeah. So you all don't care about your staff, is what you're saying? They're just another sergeant, another. PM, no, we another can number. see with our eyeballs the rockers, <laughs> and those get the most respect. Well, yeah, we see those too. That's how we know they're a staff sergeant or gunny. I feel like you right. have to tell them so they don't forget what they are. Maybe. It's a possibility. <laughs> So, uh, being with the 2nd uh, Marine Division, I noticed at the time, this was 2005, that only one person in the squad had a set of night vision goggles because they were so underfunded because they get their money from the Navy and the Navy feels like they don't need enough. And then they'd send them to the shittiest parts of the world to fight a battle with hand-me-down stuff. Hand-me-downs yes. of hand-me-downs. Well, we get the hand-me-downs from the Army, so. Yeah. So. Trent, how many uh, deployments do you have? Two. Two. And they're both to Afghanistan? Yep. One in Kandahar and then Bagram. Okay. <laughs> he got the fucking play at Disneyland is what yeah. he did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And, Justin, you were deployed to? 
Afghanistan, twice. Ooh, I've got more time than both of you combined. <laughs> good. You should. You're older. Yeah. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? It means you're older. You went. You went in. When did you join? 2003 when I turned 18. Yeah. See, I I didn't join until 2009. Oh. You also have twice as much time as both of us. That's true. Anyway, um, on to the main topic here: where veterans sleep. Um, now, I will give you a little bit of background. I can fall asleep literally anywhere. doesn't matter the time of day, the volume around me, or what I am laying on. Because I feel like, as a veteran, you, you, you know the importance of taking a nap or getting rest. Because you don't know when the next rest will be. So you take it where you can get it. You set up a guard, you know, during deployment, and you take your rest. And if it happens to be on a rock pile in a quarry, you find a way. I don't know. Have you guys uh, experienced the same kind of issues? Well, we had to. So Operation Black Sand, we had to go up to the Ladar Bazaar and turn it into an ID factory. So we had to go blow it up with a bunch of Miklicks, right? Um, it, we, we parked our trucks on the side, you know, outside of a fob right by a freaking uh, a helipad. So finding a place to sleep is either hanging out, hanging halfway out of a truck or strapping some 550 cord to two trucks and managed to get your cot to lay on two strands of 550 cord. And that was pretty interesting. I watched somebody do that. That was interesting. And then I watched people just lay out there, you know, just sleep in the sand. Like, it was it was weird. I mean, I just slept in my cot like normal and covered up when the <laughs> helicopter came flying in because that was a lot of sand at night. I was going to say, wouldn't that be weird? I feel like I'm more comfortable in the sand than in a cot. <laughs> <laughs> well, the sand, I understand the sand would kind of mold to your form. But it gets everywhere. But it's sand. It's sand. I don't like sand. No. I don't. hate it. I don't even like the beach. That's mm-hmm. why, that's why <laughs> I moved up Man. north. You ever notice walking in the sand or on a beach, like every step just saps more energy out of you? Well, yeah. And then I see these Marines and these Navy guys running down a beach. Yeah, it sucks. Like, I'd be dead in 10 seconds. PT mm-hmm. sucked. But well, most of the time when we ran on the beach, it was just running on the hard pack stuff. Yeah. Which also destroys your feet. You yes. ever ran on hard pack sand? That yes. shit hurts. Down uh, tank trails. That shit hurts. Yeah. Tank trails suck, man. All our tank trails on Lejeune were just, you, you get one good rainfall, and that's when fucking tanks decide they want to go down there, and down the trails, tear them all up. We're so in the mud. Mess. We're in North Carolina. They've already mixed it up with all sorts of chemicals down there, and then it just, like, turns into a concrete, <clears throat> and we're just rolling ankles left and right. It, it, it sucked. See, at, at Fort Bragg, we were mostly a light unit there. We're, there were some very few but some tracked vehicles, but you, I mean, I'd never, I'd never seen one in my seven to eight years there, actually in use. They were all LMTVs or some kind of wheeled vehicle, just hauling troops from one place to another. Uh, where were you stationed out of, Trent? Fort Carson. Uh, the whole time. Pretty much. Ugh. For the, <laughs> yep. for those of you that don't know, Fort Carson was is the equivalent of a. Uh, dumpster fire inside of, inside of an orphanage. It so, is, what do you, so what do you call Fort Leonard Wood? Uh, vacation. We call that Fort Lost in the Woods in the state of misery. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. 
Um, I've never been to Leonard Wood. Uh, I've only been to Fort Sill in Oklahoma, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, uh, Fort Carson, Colorado, and I did a short training at um, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, because they needed they needed Op Four there for some god awful reason. Oh, don't get me wrong. I've never been to Fort Leonard. I've only seen, like, heard the stories. Our, oh, AG, okay. our AG guys, like, work the dozers and the, the forklifts and all that stuff. Their school is out there. So, you, being that you are in the Marines, you, you don't know of all the Army bases, and uh, vice versa, I don't know all the Marine bases. Have you heard about Fort Hood? Well, yeah. With all the murders that are going on yeah, there of yeah, privates yeah, yeah, and yeah. everybody else, yeah, Fort Hood is the worst place on the planet right now as far as military bases. So that's like that's like Baltimore. Yeah, it used to be the one in <laughs> Korea because it was like everybody who ever came from Korea was just a shit bag of a soldier. Like <laughs> careers go there to die, and if you get a soldier who started in Korea and then went somewhere else, they are going to be a terrible person. If you get somebody who started at, like, uh, Fort Carson or Fort Bragg and went to Korea, they went there with the intent, uh, intent to do good and make better, and they come back saying, Jesus, you're not going to believe what happens in Korea. <laughs> Whereas Fort Hood, you go there, and you get murdered, and then you have no more career. So back to the whole sand thing. Oh, yeah, back. Sorry. <laughs> we People on my channel, people listening to this know that I – I, I, I stray from the point and storyline quite often. <laughs> so, um, I'll tell you a short story on my sleeping. I went out with the uh, French Foreign Legion for a overnight watch to set up an ambush for the Taliban. And at that time, we were, they were climbing mountains as if I was walking downhill. It was, it was very impressive. Uh, the French Foreign Legion, turns out none of them were French. They're all Portuguese, not Portuguese, Polish. Anyway. Well, the French can't fight. Yeah. Gonna pull I asked them, I was like, what's the difference between you and the French? They're like, we don't run away. <laughs> I'm like, fair enough. Well, I had pneumonia that week, and they, I told them, I'm like, listen, you guys, if you climb one more mountain and, and I see it, I will die. So they left me behind for an hour and a half in the middle of nowhere to go find a good spot. And where they left me was the spot that they picked. So, luckily, I didn't have to worry about it. But at nighttime, when everybody had to go to sleep, there was nothing but these giant boulders that they would use in rock gardens for Will Smith after he's punching the shit out of Chris Rock. So, <laughs> so um, the only way I could find sleep was to sleep right in between two rocks in a V-shaped uh, uh, pattern and I couldn't sleep on my back or else I would cough all night and give away our position. So I had to sleep on my side and then on my front. And I managed to get a nice six hours of sleep uninterrupted. That's impressive. It is. That, that was my second tour. My, it was my first one to Afghanistan. It was my second tour overall. But it, it was goes back to the I know I'm not going to be getting sleep when the attack comes. And I'll be too hyped up on adrenaline to go to sleep afterwards. So I'm going to get the sleep I can now. Turns out they never showed up. They went to a different site that we were thinking about going to the day prior. But they got attacked anyway. So the Taliban were attacked by the A&A. They set up their own ambush. 
They just oh, hit, good they, for them. I know, but I had one 20 millimeter mortar set up. We had a dishka set up. We had like we had all this stuff set up. We're like, we're doing this. And then one night we're like, hey, what's all going on over there that we can't shoot at? Oh, that's the Taliban we were supposed to surprise. Well, shit. What are we doing out here? So it looks like your sick ass is the one that cost them a battle. It could have been, but at the same time, I said, oh, no. And I went right back to sleep. Oh, no. The table is broken. I got to say, the best sleep I've ever gotten was also in country. I managed to get my Ilby pack stuffed in between two seats at the right height where it's just a nice little single cot size sleeping area, right? And I just, I curled up in my little fucking sleeping system. The bullshit one that, that they have now, this fucking like compact brown one that's like the size of a small child's pillow. Yeah. I want my old one back. My three-piece sleeping system. The black, the green, the camo baby cover. Those were warm. This one was bullshit. I can't sleep naked in this one. <laughs> The green one, the green and black one, you slept naked. You were warm as a fuck. You did you sleep fuck. naked overseas? Fuck yeah, I did. God dang. I, I mean, before I got out of my sleeping system, I you know I had my clothes in there, and they were also semi-warm, so it wasn't like I was putting on cold clothes. Well, how else are you supposed to put on clothes when, you know, if they're cold as fuck, you don't want to put them on. Then it just makes it worse to get up. Well, at the same time, if you get out of your sleep sack with warm clothes, you will get cold faster. Whereas if you get out and then put on something that you can warm up with your own body, you'll stay warm longer. So there was some logic in what I did. Not sleeping naked, no. <laughs> God. I don't know. I was comfortable, man. Yeah, and I'm like, just imagining you don't like... You not sleep too hot either, though. Exactly. Yeah, you, there's you sleeping butt-ass naked. Contact right! Oh, shit! I was in a truck. I was in a truck. What are they going to do? It, it would have really sucked, dude, because I had my lieutenant in the truck. I was his driver. And then we had comm guy. And that was it. It was just me, the lieutenant, comm guy. Oh, yeah, we had a gunner, too. I'm just it imagining was... you pulling up your sleeping bag, ripping your legs through it, and just wearing it like pants. I probably wouldn't have thought that. I would have gotten out butt-ass naked, I'm telling you. I would have gotten out butt-ass naked. I had my flat Kevlar on, though. I would have had that and my rifle, just butt-ass naked. Oh, just a big red-haired mess. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But I got to say, like, when I was sleeping, like... It must have been after hikes or just long days in the trucks or whatever. And, like, we knew we had to keep going, but we had, like, an hour and a half that we were waiting on staff sergeant to fucking talk to Gunny. And for some reason, they were bullshitting with other Gunnies instead of, you know, doing a mission. Makes sense. We we would find out where we could sleep. So I, I managed to, like, get my pack perfect, and then I would lay down on the pack, finagle my flak up just a little bit so it get to the lower part of my neck right at the top of my shoulders. And then I'd stick my Kevlar there, lean back, and I'd just pass out. All right, Trent, you've been quiet. Tell me a story. Well, I guess the best sleep that I ever got, I was sicker than a dog. It was, we were probably in Kandahar for, I don't know, maybe two months. So it was, it was still pretty cold, and I think I had a cold. So I couldn't get warm. The sun finally came out. And we had all these generators and everything next to the A-Lambs. And it's loud as fuck. It stinks, everything. And What's an, an A-Lamb? That's sort of uh, the hangers. They're like okay. they're like soft hangers. Quonset huts? You got, a, you got sure. a Marine here. You got to dumb it down a little 
I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I forgot a lot of the acronyms. We just know building. Uh, apparently <laughs> not. You, you spin right, you no, it's actually know exactly what it. Oh, what, what it they are. You just for. know button. I know. Oh, that's all I know is the acronyms. But uh, it like? was. There was, a, there was a pallet, and I can't even tell you exactly what was on it. I remember there was tires and just a bunch of random shit strapped to it. And it was right in the sun, and it was black, so it was, it was getting warm. And I just curled up right into that, and I guess that was probably the best sleep I got until the commander came over and asked me what the hell I was doing. So I said, I'm sick. I'm tired. I can't... He says, go home. <laughs> oh, he told you to go home? He told me to go home. Oh, you lucky mother. Yeah. He was, you know, he, was, he was probably one of the coolest pilots. Do you know if a Marine was sick, you know what would happen to him? He'd get put on post. Because then nobody has to worry about him. He's sitting there not doing anything, but he's doing something. Mm-hmm. The worst. And this isn't a comfort thing. It was a fear thing. We're, uh, it was like my first week there. And you know the A-10 Warthogs. Mm-hmm. The real fast Gatling gun system that's yeah. on them. The Gawade. Yeah. It's as big this as thing, Volkswagen. No, it's actually bigger. 18 feet long, 3,000 feet, uh, 3,000 rounds a minute, 30 millimeter. The 30th mil, yeah, 30 millimeter with depleted uranium or some shit like that. The shells are as long as my arm. Yeah, they don't use depleted uranium unless they know they're going to fight tanks. Okay. I asked. I was wondering <laughs> about that. Well, anyway, so if you hear it going off, it just sounds like God's unzipping his zipper and just getting ready to piss on you. Yes. Well, so this is my first night in country, and we're getting to our rooms. It's in the middle of the night. And so I get all my stuff around, get ready for bed, and then all I hear is these jets and everything going over and just... Just not sure what the fuck is going on. And then, so I hid under my bed. And that's where I stayed the rest of the night, and I don't think I slept at all that night. You hid under your bed? Yeah. And I'm on the ups, I'm on the upper level. Did anyway. nobody tell so you what that even, was? No, I was actually. This was kind of cool. My first three months, I had no roommates in my little. I don't know. We didn't call them chews. We called them. Uh, uh, and how many people? It was like a trailer. Um, no, you're done talking. I hate you. How many people were in there with you? Where? Like when you had roommates? How many more? At the you? most, I had one. I don't want to. <laughs> but it was funny because I they shared had... a room with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 other people. There was. You know how many whack shacks these, that is? These rooms 13. were. 14! <laughs> 14! These rooms were like 7 foot wide and like, what, 12, 14 feet long? They were they were longer than they were wide. But yeah, there was, there was well, two bunk beds, so four beds. I don't care and how much, like, <laughs> it smells so bad with 14 people yeah. in one room. It's, I don't care how much Fabuloso you use, it, <laughs> it stinks. So the fact that, like, our staff would come in, and we'd still have field day in country. We're still having field day because dirty motherfuckers won't fucking wash their goddamn clothes. We had people to wash our clothes for us and fold it, and they still wouldn't take it down there. So the rooms always smelled. It smelled like feet and jizz. Yes. And then it would just, like, the staff would come in and be like, oh, you all are field dang. Like, we did. Do you not see the eight bottles of Fabuloso we used? I was wondering about that. On the bus, there was always a Marine that got on, and I shit you not, he smelled like he lived in a bag of Doritos, or Fritos. Probably. <laughs> Fritos and cheese. Probably. And you know what? I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it, because you're talking about... <laughs> so, 
we had this kid. When I was the second CB, we had this kid. His name was Rayburn. And if there's anybody that I can that I know that I can convince to watch this, they're gonna know who Rayburn is, right? So Rayburn was from Louisiana. I think it had something to do with his smell. Anyways, so field day one day. This is just one of the many dirty bird incidences we had with him. It was field day. And we usually did field day, I think, on Thursday at that point. I think it was a Thursday thing. Yeah, because then Friday came, got off early, went home. Anyway, we're like, Rayburn, you got to clean your fucking room, right? We had what we called coffin racks. Anyway, it was the bed, and you lifted it up, and it was just like this giant locker underneath your bed. He had, I believe, I, I only remember three pizza boxes. I think there was more, right? There's three pizza boxes in this dude's coffin rack. We're like, Rayburn, what the fuck? Take care of this shit right fucking now, right? He only lived on second deck. Instead of taking two minutes to walk out to the fucking dumpster and throw his goddamn pizza boxes away, this motherfucker was too lazy to walk down one flight of stairs to a dumpster. He took those pizza boxes and he stuffed them behind a washer and dryer. (laughs) Fast forward about 15 minutes. All the NCOs are like, hey, no one's doing field day, correct? So we're going to Chinese field day this fucking, this laundry room. So we started moving fucking washers and dryers. What do we find? Three fucking pizza boxes. And we look at it. Now was a corporal time. We look at it. It's fucking Rayburn's name right on the side of it. <laughs> because it's Domino's. So they put your name right on it. We take oh the pizza boxes to Rayburn's room. We're like, Rayburn, why did you throw these away? I threw them away, Tom. That's the way he says art, too. I saw. I don't even think it was. I think it was just a noise. I don't even think he was trying to say anything. And and he lied about it for like 15 fucking minutes. This dude smelled so bad. We had to make him take a fucking shower one time. He he refused to take a shower. That's gross. How he found a lady and ended up living out in town for a little bit is beyond me. I don't fucking know. Free healthcare. No, no, he wasn't even married. Oh. Maybe he was. Maybe he was. I don't know. I got to ask my buddy Benitez, see if he knew. Because he knew Rayburn the best, but, like, they weren't friends. It, it sounds like that's... They, they weren't friends, but, like, they knew each other the best, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll talk to Purification, see if he knew. Purification? Oh yeah, we had a kid named Avalash Purification. One of the coolest dudes I've ever fucking met, dude. Knows money like a motherfucker. This dude's rolling around in fucking Mercedes fucking BMWs as a Lance Corporal, bro. Yeah. And he was never strapped for cash. He knew how to invest his money and make more money. It was great. That's one thing that they never taught us in school was how to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, they are now. Um, there is... I forgot where I forgot where I read it, but there is a... I think it might be Florida. They're requiring a financial like class that's going to teach taxes... It's going to teach, you know, balancing accounts, debt-to-income ratios, fucking mortgages, everything. And it's going to be a requirement for graduation, so that's always a plus. I think it's Florida. Don't quote me, but I think it is. I might be completely wrong. I don't know. I just thought of another topic for another episode. Yeah? Health and welfare checks. Oh, helping! the The shit that people find. Bro! I know I told you guys this already. Health and comfort is what the Marine Corps called it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, dude. Second CEB. We're quite the fucking characters there, dude. 
This dude was strapped to his bed in fucking BDSM. <laughs> All right, we're going to save that for another you... episode. <laughs> <laughs> the things we found in people's rooms next episode. Okay? Perfect. So we've, got some, we've got some stories. Uh, I also have... Um, I know people who listen to this and have known my past as a private living in the barracks. I was forced to clean my room twice with other people cleaning my room for me because it was that it was that foul. It was it was to the point where like I my roommate and I we had built a path through our own like junk and TA50 just to find like the bed, the refrigerator and our lockers. Other than that, filled with trash. It was I, I feel sorry for the guys I had to, who had to deal with me and doing that um, that kind of I think we had a, a Nabriga said that's some fucked up repugnant shit that was that was the exact quote that he quote that he used and I, so you were just a, you were just a little dirty bird when you got there I was um, I never took care of myself because I never had to and uh, now I look back on it it's like ah Wish I could do that differently. Right, right. I guess I wasn't either. I mean, I I had some issues. That's probably why my first sergeants didn't like me is because during the health and comfort, I just had, like, we had these closets, and each closet had some, like, shelves in it, and then some, you know, we could hang our dress uniforms and stuff up on the other side. And, like, there was an instance or two where, you know, I just got back from the field, like, a week before, and, like, I just stuffed everything in there and kind of forgot about it. And I was like, ah, I'll take care of it next weekend. Well, health and comfort. Fucked. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, I guess I was a dirty bird at one point. But like, you see my house now, it's just fucking spotless. My kids can't even like stop playing with the toy for five minutes before I'm like, clean it up, take it back to the room. <laughs> I am currently not like that. Uh, it's not as bad as like the barracks room, but um, I feel like the army sort of wore me out from being so anal about everything. So I give myself leeway now. If I'm if I'm working on something, I'll leave it there till I come back to it. But I'm not gonna let the house get completely cluttered. Fair enough. But all right. So closing thoughts. Anything anything pertinent on your mind you want to bring up before we end the episode here? Um, I can sleep anywhere. I really can't. I don't sleep at night, so I can literally sleep anywhere. I don't know. Like, we used to have two-hour lunches for a little bit in the Marine Corps, and I could I'd literally just go back to my truck, leave my seat back, and that'd be the best two-hour sleep I've ever gotten. It felt like eight hours. I'd come back. Everyone hated me because I'm so energetic, and everyone's, like, ready to go into a food coma. And they're just like, will you just shut the fuck up and go away? Like, we're trying to go home. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. It is Friday. <laughs> like, it was it was bad. But was I, could, I could really that, sleep anywhere. That was another thing. The uh, hour and a half to two hour lunches that the military gave us. That yeah. was nice. 11.30 to 1. I Those were lunches that I could take naps in. If we didn't have anything, like, really major going on, we got our full two hours. And that's also a certain nailer decided he, he didn't want to have a bad day. But he had lots of bad days, so it was, it was a little rough on that. So it was 1131. Yeah. 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 Do you know how much more productive I would be in life if, like, everywhere is like, look, lunch is 11 to 1? Yes! <laughs> well, at the same time, you started your work day at 630 in the morning. I'm okay with that. If I get a two-hour nap in the afternoon, do you know how much time that frees up in the evening for video games? 
Like, if I take a two-hour nap in the afternoon, I'm not falling asleep till 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. You know, that splits up my four or five-hour sleep that I got to get a day into two sections. Oh, so many more. So much time for activities. My sleep is more based on, like, depression and uh, actual tiredness. And... I mean, I pro- mine probably is depression, but I'm just going to keep masking it. <laughs> All right. We mask it with naps. <laughs> naps. Can't be sad if we're sleeping. <laughs> All right, so this is Dustin the Widowmaker with my friend Trent and Justin, and we are going to sign off on this episode. I appreciate everybody for listening. Next episode with these two, we'll be talking about the strange things we found in other people's rooms. (laughs) And with that, I command you to move out and draw fire. Thank you. Adios. See ya.